Welcome to the Third Space Podcast, episode number 68, The Elimination Button, part two, Electric Boogaloo. That's right, the Mind Your Morals classic, The Elimination Button, returns for another round. This time, it's a little different. We change it from the Elimination Button being within Daniel's control to the Elimination Button being in someone else's control, and Daniel has to decide whether to stop that person. Now, if you didn't listen to episode 42, the elimination button, it was a mind your morals, uh, where there's this device, magical device, kind of like an easy button where, uh, if you press the button, then whatever is written out on a display on the device is immediately and painlessly eliminated from reality. So very powerful godlike device. And in that previous episode, Daniel had to decide, whether to eliminate certain things uh, from existence like mosquitoes or cancer or so on. Well, this time, someone else has that power and he has to decide whether to stop them. And by the end, he fights the guy for some things that you might not expect. Um, It was a pretty fun episode. Uh, For whatever reason, the previous one was very popular, so uh, we decided to do another one. I will mention that we were plagued by technological issues in this episode. Very annoying. Daniel's internet was spotty, which made it hard to communicate sometimes. We tr- we eventually tried different methods of calling each other and settled on the old-fashioned telephone, um, which meant that I had to do some uh, some clever editing to, uh, to get the noise appropriate. But I think I managed. Uh, hopefully you won't notice any difference at all, and you'll find the episode suitably entertaining. So... Please enjoy. Then it is a person in No, 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 so... no, 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 no. Stop, stop, stop. We, we've, we're done with the jingles. We got I AI. Know. I don't know. It just kind of came out. <laughs> You're a naturally jingly person. I think I'm just... Yeah, Sometimes my jingle you have DNA to repress, is interwoven. You have to repress the jingles every now and then. I'm sad you don't just... Like, I am musically inclined. I, I actually believe that. Although I play no instruments and no... I find myself humming <laughs> all the time or like... No like, talent. People, don't play no any talent instruments. No, no rhythm. I put no effort into to sharpening the skill, yet I am fundamentally musical. Uh-huh. Right, right. Actually, my theory is that we, we as a species are fundamentally musical. Oh, no. That's um, nonsense. And, uh, yeah, like, life is a dance, you know? No, that's ridiculous. Enjoy it. That's preposterous. <laughs> fundamentally oh. musical. What a, what a nonsense romantic notion. Like, I don't know. Well, we're we're not fundamentally uh, linguistic. You know, words aren't like we're more you know. fundamentally linguistic than we are musical. Um, I, hmm. I, I I'd like to believe that we are coded and shaped by our words deep. Well, well, we develop these deep words that can then shape our thought for sure. But like, I don't know. Music. I haven't. I, I didn't. I didn't prepare for this argument. But <laughs> but. <laughs> there's a there is a rhythm to the universe and our walking what, is rhythmic what does that mean? and stop, our, let me stop I, what okay. does that mean yeah, yeah. there's a rhythm to the universe <laughs> you, i mean you're you you're really 
you're purple prosing me up here. You're really fluffing this idea, and I don't. I'm not buying it. There, well, I'm actually not trying to complete complete. I'm not trying to actually say nonsense. I'm saying that that when I walk and I look. You know how we project ideas all the time, or we fill in ga- lack of understanding. So if I see a couple arguing as I drive past them, I might fill in a lot of blanks about sure. their relationship. Um, similarly, I think uh, I consciously or not, like like you're driving in traffic and there's a flow to it, there's a rhythm to it, or you're walking in a crowded area, or even if you're walking beside someone, you might end up, your steps might end up, uh, and you might recognize that take a lo- bigger steps or not as big as steps or maybe the same and it's almost like you're marching together and uh and all this has like beats and rhythms and and maybe my maybe because i'm assistant directing a play i'm kind of recognizing like a lot of the notes are like hey you've got to know your cues know your placements you got to move and it all feels actually very like directing a play feels musical in the well, sense that, that pick sense. it up and move a, but I mean, but because it's inherently I mean, music is a part of it uh, or at least often but yeah, like well, musicals, the fact but that this, this too with music actually coming in or choreography or just staging and placements and then it made me think if so so just the transition isn't that far from like directing a play to like direct like to to life is like this give and take a co- the conversation we've described it as a dance our 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 discussions the pauses we take it's all very rhythmic well, all right. and I just that's what i mean by musical i guess okay well that is a little a little better i mean i i would flip it right i would say that what makes people like music is the give and take and the push and the pull and the rising action and the crescendo and then the falling and all like that's what makes people like music and that also happens to be you know present in life or in directing a play or whatever. And so that's our fundamental, that's what we're fundamentally oriented towards is that push and pull and that sort of thing. Of, and of, a, of what, of words or a story or what are you, the push, just push and pull. Yeah. Push and pull of maybe our attention or our emotions or, or yeah. our struggles or whatever the case may be. It's not necessarily a beat, you know, it's not the tangible, it's not a melody. Like, I mean, the, the reason it sounds silly to me to say that, Oh, I was walking down the sidewalk and my footsteps coincided with this lady's next to me. And, yeah, that yeah, wasn't a great example. It's music. But now, yeah. I get what you're saying. I mean, like, I've been sitting in the car at, a, you know, in the turn lane and I got my blinker on and I noticed that the car in front of me, the blinker is like aligned with my blinker for a few seconds. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah. our blinkers are aligned right now. And then they, you know, they get out of alignment and it's like, oh, well, that moment has passed. But that's not <laughs> music. Like, taking steps on the sidewalk, that's not music like birds chirping even rhythmically isn't music and so i don't know i just i, I find think that it's notion. music it's just I... not great music or, or con- <laughs> <laughs> it's the beginning of music uh the hum of the universe the, oh, gosh. the, the melody of no. our essence no, no jesus <laughs> just shut up the push and pull of you making these ridiculous claims and me complaining about them <laughs> All right, we gotta we gotta move along. I got I yeah. got something for us to uh, to talk about today, um, okay. and I, I just want to know before we start the same thing that I always ask: How moral are you feeling today? Feeling- very, oh. <laughs> very moral. Very moral. That's what I wanted to hear because you're gonna need it for mind your morals. And today I've actually got 
are very special, mind your morals. Uh, you may not be aware of this, but our episode number 42, the elimination button, is our most downloaded episode by far. It like triples or quadruples our next most popular episode. I don't know why. A lot of these huh. people are from the UK, apparently. I don't know why someone listened to it and liked it over there and decided to distribute it. Or I don't know what's going on, but a lot of people like that episode. And so today, I've prepared for you the Elimination Button Part 2. Ele- electric Boogaloo. <laughs> electric Boogaloo. So, uh, okay. I, I've, I've changed up the scenario a little bit, so let me, uh, let me present it for you. Uh, you're walking down the sidewalk... And you're carrying your groceries home in a paper bag, of course, uh, when you espy something interesting in front of you. A man, a short way ahead, is holding an object that fills you with dread. A small box with a large red button on top. Similar in appearance to the the easy button, if you've seen that before. Beneath the button is a small display that currently reads the words, A Random Convicted Murderer on it. Now, you remember from your previous magical moral dilemma where you eliminated guilty prisoners on death row, mosquitoes, cancer, acne, and racism, you did all that, <laughs> that this button, when pressed, will instantly and painlessly eliminate whatever's displayed on the screen from reality. It'll be immediately disappeared. Now, these eliminations occur magically in such a way that any immediate effects are not socially egregious, such that they cause panic. Uh, but long-term effects aren't guaranteed. So, for example, if the readout on the on the elimination button was oil spills, and you press the button, then all existing oil spills would be eliminated. The people whose job it currently is to clean up oil spills would be out of work for the day. But future oil spills oil spills would still be possible, and past effects, secondary effects from oil spills, would still be present. Okay. Um, um, so, so it's like a current cleaning of the slate. Yes. That, and, and, yeah. and you, as last time, you'll have to grant me a little bit of leeway with the magic, you know, because this is a magical device. And so we'll have to decide in some instances how it, how it plays out in reality. But, and that's why your point is that there's not a, oh, my God, all oil spills are magically gone on the headlines and people are going, how did this yes, happen? That's yes. not part of this thought Right. Experiment. That's that. Yeah. that that's not part of it. We, we have to imagine that the universe magically like, reorganizes itself to make the, the elimination that you that you did not, yes. you know, not disastrous immediately. But there are still effects. You still do have to think about the moral ramifications of, of what you did. So that's okay. that's kind of the setup. That's the rules. This man, other man on the sidewalk holding the elimination button looks at it curiously, and then he seems to understand its purpose. Maybe my voice whispered in his ear the rules of the button. (laughs) He looks up, he makes eye contact with you, and then slowly moves to press the button. Are you justified as just a passerby holding your groceries? (laughs) Are you justified in taking violent action to prevent him from pressing the button? Remember, the display at this moment is uh, a random convicted murderer. You know what? 
I'm feeling a little bold with my oh, morals today, a little bit different. Good. And maybe it's the fact that I slept the longer than usual. Uh, the weather's turning cool and in just the right way. Yeah. But to eliminate I didn't some stuff, baby. I didn't anticipate the twist. I thought I was going to be offered the button, but he's going to press it. And and I'm tired. I get there's part of me like being moral is tiring. <laughs> you know, really trying. And, and and sometimes I think your morality and your sort of your conscience and your gut, you know, your mm-hmm. intuition, those are all sort of intertwined. And I was going to go as far as saying, you know, almost like eliminating a convicted murderer. And for the sake of this, can we say that they did, in fact, murder is that like, you know, sure. that they did murder. They're not there's no chance of their innocence or at least within. Yes, yeah, we can say yeah. that. And I'm. I am so exhausted by my own morality, which is okay. I accept that burden, and I we should be both burdened, and uh, it should be hard work. Moral mm-hmm. morality should be hard work, work. But I get tired of like, oh, my my tendency is to want to tell you I'm not going to play the role of God and and interfere, or even someone who I think might deserve death privately. I got to think about the greater ramifications of society. Um, and you've you've even given me a little more permission that now it's like why would I stop someone from making their own decision? Because I I on some level on some level I'm okay, and particularly in this headspace I'm in right now is like screw you murderers. I, like not only would I let him press the button, I might just like if he if he was hesitant, I might just whisper do it, you know? Yeah. Like like there is a real part of me, and I mean this like is a murderer. Sure. And they are convicted, and they like they've lost. They took someone's life. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had no respect for that. And if you're going to be that egregious as a human being, and there's so many human beings, I'm done with it. I'm done with you. You're done. Uh, like let them press the button. Um, honestly, if I get like deeper, and this was a real situation, I'd start sweating, and that probably <laughs> just be more on the side on the side of caution of like go like, but. But really, man, I'm tired of being like, yeah. like Mister Thoughtful. And if I'm if I kind of eliminate some of my like my tendency to be cautious, I'm like, yeah, let it, I'm letting the dude press the button. And I almost want to let the dude press the button thoughtfully too, to just see like, was that so bad? Was is the is the world really worse off when it, with a murderer like gone from reality? You know? Yeah, and and they're not tortured and stuff. It's just sure. that they they. Their violation was so egregious, and here and here now we're not gonna like spend tons of money uh, figuring out what to do. Like like we're relieving a system, mm-hmm. and and this human might be in their own personal hell if they have a conscience. They're they're guilt. They're feeling guilty if they don't have a conscience. I see them like like my my fear of them is greater so either way i'm like maybe they're them not having maybe them being relieved of of their humanity in a in a magical way is you know right not cruel to them either so net positive letting them press the button all right so the the I wasn't quite sure how you would respond, and I have a number of these uh, examples. I think you could ask me on a different day, and I'd feel different, honestly. I feel yeah. bad. That's not well, how morality should work, but I'm telling you, I'm feeling a little spicy well, today. So. That's good. That's good. I like it. I I respect the spice. Um, how, the, can the, we ask, are we going to go through your answers, too, on each one, or are you just going to listen to me for a while and then kind of collectively No, I can. I can tell mine. We can see if we're... If we're aligned, yeah, I would. Does my take... spice spice you up too? Does it make you feel well, a little spicy morally? 
I'm always morally spicy. Um, <laughs> here, here are the moral strings attached in a situation like this. Firstly, you, you're a bystander here, right? And so, like in the same way that you know, you're familiar with the bystander effect, where yes, you know, if uh, you know, if someone's stabbing someone on the street and there are ten people around, no one will intervene, even though everyone thinks they should intervene. Um, there's a there's right. a dilution of responsibility. That's that's part of it, and so you have to th- think about okay, what this is not an event that concerns me, but what how morally egregious does it have to be in order for me to involve myself? And then there's an additional component: you have to take violent action against this person, right? So you have to like punch them or you know whatever. We can consider the different levels of violence that you could inflict on this guy, all the way up to you know like killing him, right? Yeah. So that's you doing the stabbing, or are you doing the pressing button guy? You, you as Sorry. the the grocery carrying person seeing yeah, yeah, yeah. the button presser, he's about to press the button. I could it, just say stop, man. Hey, I don't know. He, that's he's a good not going to. But yeah. but, I mean, we'll we'll get to some examples where like you you know you almost certainly must have have to stop him yeah. from pressing the yeah. button. And so you know, there's it, it would be as if he was holding a gun to the head of many people, you know, and you have to immediately do what you what you're going to do to stop him, right? And so there, there's that moral component of the violence, and then there's the moral component of what actually happens when the button is pressed. So that it's a much more complex situation than before. Um, so there's yeah, there's it is there's more to there's more to think through. But in this instance, I agree with you. I, I you know. I would be okay with saying, this is none of my business. I don't, even if I wouldn't press the button on the convicted murderer, this doesn't reach the level for me to take violent action against this other guy um, yeah. to, to prevent him uh, from, from doing it. So I'm below the bystander uh, effect threshold for, for this one. And and if I was holding the button, I would probably press it too in the same spicy <laughs> manner. So, all right. Yes, we're on the same page. Cool. So uh, in the last episode, you know, I had the, uh, the the feature of the elimination button where you shake it like a magic eight ball and the display changes. But given the setup in this one, um, we are we're we're not going to be able to <laughs> to do that easily unless maybe you walk <laughs> further down the sidewalk and another man is holding another elimination button. But well, this but, is what's interesting: the same man's holding the button, and he has a. You said it was a digital display, or that's what I pictured. Yeah, what was it? Sure, yeah, digital display. So all right, so imagine all right, imagine that. Uh, this situation is it lives in a separate timeline or something but now instead of reading on the display uh convicted a random convicted murderer it reads your name your own name daniel <laughs> on the on the display and he's his he's locked eyes with you his hand is you know moving towards the button well are you justified Oh, I'm stopping him with everything I've got. Okay. <laughs> uh, this one, I, don't, I mean, I think that you're you're setting up the parameters here yes. for is my and so yeah, I mean, like I'm risking my life, duh. Like, of course, I'm risking my life, um, and I'm stopping him with everything I've got, and like, uh, yeah, yeah. There's just no doubt. There's yep. not much to say, really. I'll just no. leave it at that. Yeah, that it's an easy one. It's definitely a boundary case, and I totally agree. Like, this would be as if he were, you know, about to shoot you or something. You would have to try to stop him. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, what if on the display it's not your name, it's my name, Bennett? Um, I'm on yeah. the display. I'm. I don't think I'm being. Like, maybe I'm, this is not a braggy thing. I'd really like to believe that I'm treating it exactly like. Oh, this is a person I care about and love, and 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 I'm not even differentiating from myself, honestly. Uh, mm-hmm. 
I, I do mean that. And I, man, I'm such a good guy. I yes. Guess. You're so moral. I think about it. Um, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> but I do I, mean it. <laughs> like, well, I'm of just course. doing well, the same thing. <laughs> like, again, like, we, we, we just have a bunch of weird uh, sci fi layers on top, but it really as it's as if he had a gun to my head and. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to try to stop him, right? And yes. In, in some fashion. And this is the same thing. So, yeah, I'm totally... And I don't want to steal from you, but this would be, you know, Danielle, immediate family for, and close friends. The, right. the, the, the really, like... Yeah, yeah. I'll just, like, yeah. Okay. We're definitely just without thinking. All right. So now... All right. So we've established those boundaries. Now the display reads, Jeremy Thompson Sr. Um... Is that a name I... Uh, I don't know who that know. is. It's just a person. <laughs> it's just a person's name. Oh, Presumably, man. just some <laughs> some gentleman with a son. All right, now let's talk about the guy holding the, the button. Uh, big guy, little guy. <laughs> <laughs> what is he equipped with? Um, What's he yeah, he's just... He is... Uh, he's about our age. And, yeah, just kind of average in, in all... All aspects. Okay, so my inclination is to stop him. Like, yeah, hey, what are you doing? Stop that, okay? Like, I'm going to initiate the conflict and and risk that conflict. Like, don't press the button, man. And so this is where I guess I need you to guide me. Is he going? No, man, I'm pressing the button in ten seconds or something. Like, what is what is? Why is he is he hell bent on pressing this button? No, he's in, not. In all these not, scenarios, he's not hell bent necessarily he he's never had any experience with the elimination button before like like you have but he doesn't maybe he doesn't quite believe what'll happen he seems to have some inkling of of what will happen but not not so sure he wants to press the button like he's definitely yeah. leaning in that way and maybe he's not like really going for it but you would have some work to do to convince yes. him without taking violent action so yeah, my, this is where my persuasion and immediate like I need to dissuade him uh, and and convince him and said, "Hey man, hey before you press that button, listen, listen, we need to talk. I've been there. <laughs> my name's Daniel, and I had <laughs> access to this button before. And I need him to like see me as human. Really, I'm trying to quickly get him to see me as human and see that I understand his situation, and then you know prove to him that it is indeed real. Would be my sort of um but that and and then and so yeah i would try to stop him and i said like like we got to consider it like and hopefully i've convinced him that it's real and that you know like so we're we're in a good faith discussion at this point and he's like but i want to press the button presumably and i'm like ah. and even after believing it's all real and i've convinced him if he still wants to press the button then i just have some moral arguing to do with him and then at some point if he's like no i'm about to press it Let's say I let, let's say I give him the my most eloquent and articulate uh, argument for not pressing the button, and he's still like, "Nah, man, I'm gonna press it." Screwed, Jeremy Thompson Senior. Uh, and then then the question is like, <laughs> like, do I tackle him or stop? I guess. Uh, and I, yeah, I think I, I. Th at this point, uh, there's a lot of information that would be gathered through my discussion with him. How, because I would get this idea of how off his rocker he is. I would be sizing him up the whole time, physically, seeing if he has, you know, weapons and what are dis what what is this scenario if it comes to it. But I do think I would get physical to stop him. Uh, okay. I, I don't think Jeremy 
Thompson senior deserves this. I don't know enough. And so I'm going to err on the side <laughs> of like human life, you know, uh, yeah. presumably just a, just a dude who's on average, like not a murderer and, you know, got some life left to live. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm you gonna... don't know anything about this guy. I know. I know. Uh, so like, I... <clears throat> you know, is, is, is it worth saving your fellow man? Is, is the question kind of yeah it, you, and you've is, determined is yes. it were is what like the potential violence yes yeah. if it's like yeah yeah i just is it's like worth yeah. taking a punch or a scratch or i mean i guess it could escalate to something worse but yeah i'm gonna take a punch for for a stranger's life of like pretty yeah. easily yeah okay yeah i think we're on we're on the same page i would mr thompson if you're out there i got your back man yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if that's a uh, listener, they'd be like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? This guy in the UK that's been distributing yeah. the episode. Oh, bloody hell. How did he know? That's my best British accent. All right. Uh, okay, so we, we got some boundaries set up. Now uh, imagine instead the display reads pedophiles. So pedophiles. <laughs> My thing is, I would not press the button individually. Um, there's too much gray area. Some are worthy of death. Some are not. Uh, some I'd be okay with being gone. Like, how are they? I don't know. So it's just too much gray area. The question becomes, how hard would I work to stop the man from pressing the button? So I would do my very best to stop him, but. In, in terms of like making the argument, but let's say I just didn't convince him and he's like, I'm pressing the button anyway. Would I intervene physically? And this is what it's like. You're, you're asking me how, how much conviction do I have toward, uh, toward the elimination of pedophiles? Um, uh, if, if I'm going to argue something, am I willing to actually put some, some stakes, you know, are there physical stakes? I don't know. Not always. So I think I would argue uh, and I think, uh, I'd really say you really ought not to do this, man. And then if he was going to say, no, I will get violent if you try and stop me. I think, uh, I don't know. I mean, this is all pedophiles. This is like a lot. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe there's a couple worth defending in there. Almost, I'm almost, this is a weird thing to say, but almost certainly there's a few worth defending. So think, think so, about this. Like, yeah, this is all pedophiles. We are, the population of Earth is you know eight billion people or or whatever. There's no indication that this is, you know, convicted pedophiles who have taken any action or what. So the definition is a little nebulous about who we're yeah, actually totally. talking about, and like you have to imagine that this could be. I mean, it's certainly millions of people, right? across the entire uh, globe i guess so i don't know <laughs> and you have know. to imagine that some of these people you know they're not outed or whatever these could be people in positions of power or important you know politicians could be you know the president of certain countries it could be any it could be a number of different people and by eliminating them you could you could throw the world into chaos you know, not immediately because of the magic, but event. You know, before long, this is going to have super you know, huge effects on on things. And so, even though pedophiles are not good people, and there's there's some moral ill there, you have to think that by eliminating them all, you might actually be perpetrating 
a greater moral negative. It's possible anyway. And like you say, too, like there's, you know, we don't, we don't, in the United States anyway, we don't have capital punishment for pedophilia. That's, you know, we don't kill people for that. Um, If you, you know, maybe if you have, you know, child pornography or distributed or whatever, then you go to jail and you should go to jail, but we don't execute those people. Um, And you could argue that the punishment should be more severe, but we don't do that. And so it, it would be, at least as our legal system has determined it, this guy pressing the button would would be an injustice. It would be uh, an an over uh, an uh, an excessive act. <laughs> Certainly, and I had an interesting thought when you said all of the people who are not outed as pedophiles disappearing, and that you know in positions of power, and how that could be really disruptive to the order of things. Um, maybe. You were making the case of the negative effects, but maybe, maybe like a, a sort of moral cleansing is going to a moral cleansing is going to be disruptive and cause medium to short, short to medium to potentially long term mm-hmm. uh, devastation. And and like I'm willing to uh, crack some systems or dismantle some things in the name of like if we need to reset morally. So there is some mm. interesting play. I'm, I'm a little bit willing to, I think, I think I agree with what I just said. Uh, break a few legs unpack, to make an omelet, as they say. Yeah. Break a few legs to break an omelet. <laughs> I think I am willing to take some risks. If the system is like foundationally, or at least some of the, the players in that system are corrupt and losing them would cause some, chaos like okay then so be it but uh so i don't know that that convinces me as much as like you said i don't know just the nebulous nature of this all uh of what because i don't i don't want to get into oh does this count as pedophilia sort of discussion and we get granular about who is and who isn't but uh um also, just the idea of they are doing something atrocious, but they are not killing people. Uh, they're not eliminating life. So, and 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 they are. I don't know. I actually don't know. I, I feel like if you murder people, and especially serial killers, there's something sociopathic or fundamentally twisted about your humanity. And I think I'd argue the same thing that your twisted your humanity's twisted if you're a pedophile, but in a different way. Like you still might have just deeply to me serial killers are devoid of something human there's something absent that is our humanity whereas i don't think that's the case with pedophiles i think it's just something human that gets uh, bastardized or misplaced or whatever maybe an obsession with innocence or you know you were dispossessed yourself i'm not even sure about the psychology of a pedophile but i don't think that they are um like missing that element that makes them human the way <laughs> the way that I suspect uh, of serial killers uh, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So so I guess I mean I'm, so, I guess so I would try to stop them. I'd try to stop them and maybe yeah. risk some physical some physical I guess yeah. if it's all about a fight like I don't know if that's a big enough deterrent uh, if the deterrent of the guy might try and fight me. Like, okay, like, 
what why is a fight so scary when i really do be, a fight should not make me back down from my strongly held conviction of don't press this True. button so yeah. but like my life if he pulls out a gun or if yeah, he like, you don't know yeah yeah just there's know. just a lot of like you're, yeah you're escalating you're taking it to a one to another level right certainly yeah yeah i so. am definitely escalating what about you um yeah I, I agree with you. I came to the same conclusions um, after thinking about it. Like, yeah, these are, you know, you would be eliminating a lot of bad people, but you just don't know. And there could be knock-on effects that you can't predict. And, you know, the do they deserve death? Is there some, like, like some, uh, yeah, again, I, I don't want to get into the weeds on what counts as pedophilia and you know <laughs> i don't mean to laugh that's sort of it's just so like, anyway i, I yeah. basically i basically came i basically came to the same to the same conclusion uh yeah. as you did so all right um all right we'll move along to the next one all right totally different arena here instead of pedophiles it says the moon the moon um <laughs> okay well, this is uh, not Daniel Does Science, but I know that the moon <laughs> has tides and, or not has tides, <laughs> it impacts our tide system. Um, so it's more than just a cool thing in the sky. I actually don't know how important the moon is to our sort of, uh, I mean, I get that it's in our gravitational pool and I get that we probably did or mark calendar stuff i have no idea what the elimination of our moon would do i'm sure it would affect tides but it just doesn't seem like that's a huge deal but it's probably me speaking from absolute ignorance and tides are a huge deal that would affect all of our ecosystem um so i have this vague sense that it's very important for reasons that i don't know like there seems to be a precarious balance to the musicality of the universe and so mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I just threw in musicality but i know <laughs> it just seems that there is a harmony though uh to the universe and that that or and to to uh our positioning in it and that that would be that's a the moon seems you know not insignificant uh so the elimination of it uh could like, honestly, you could sh say to me, honestly, it wouldn't do that much. It would be a slight tide shift and we'd lose like three animals and we'd have to, <laughs> we'd have to, our bays might like take in it a little bit like vacation industry is impacted in some areas. That, that'd that be the minimum answer is that like, you know, some of our docks would need to be rebuilt mm -hmm. and then, or, or you could tell me that it would destroy the entire planet and i would believe either of those answers to be honest so, <laughs> so if if it was uh the docks and the bays and you know the fishing industry was uh you know turning had to chaos, make some adjustments some some significant adjustments but it is would something you that would could you would you intervene if it was that at that level um I'm I'm gonna intervene with all these and go hey man you probably shouldn't depress that uh but i don't know that i would uh push too hard if it were that it'd be like hey you understand it's gonna be a pain in the butt for a lot of people all right then <laughs> <laughs> yeah huh. i don't I, know this, yeah this was an interesting one because again i don't know all of the effects that would happen but yet you're right that the tide the moon is 
the source of our tidal variation, which I imagine affects our weather patterns significantly and the ecosystem. And would it be apocalyptic if the moon were to be eliminated from reality? I don't think so. I think humanity would survive, but I don't, but I don't know how bad it would get, you know? And so I'm just imagining the layman even trying to answer that question. What do I Google? How important is the moon? (laughs) (laughs) And then I just have a feeling you'd get lots of uh, like Vox or like uh, the stuff that would just say the moon is very important. And like, I don't know. I just think you would just get green energy messaging. That's what I think would happen if I searched for it. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you would you would definitely mess up like moths and you know some bats or something you know nocturnal animals that use the moon yeah uh but yeah okay some bats and moths all right whatever is it worth punching a guy (laughs) for them i don't know i mean all right ultimately i think i i intervene in this one in the same way that kind of similar to pedophiles really like there's some nebulous stuff going on here. It would probably be better for this drastic action not to be taken, and you know I'm gonna try to stop. I'm gonna try to stop him. Yeah, yeah. And I really, honestly, not knowing if you, it, it could be disastrous and it could be fairly small. But even like all of bats and moths, they they're worthy of something. Like no, no, I'm not gonna let you just destroy like, all the moths and bats. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'll take a punch for you bats, you know? Uh, yeah. All right. I mean, so I, we're, we're, this it, guy, we're, we're, we're giving him a hard time. Uh, we we're are. Really, we're really stopping him a lot now. I wonder, well, you didn't stop him for the convicted murderer. Maybe we'll have yeah. some more like that. So, all right. Um, the moon, we're save, we're trying to save the moon. Imagine now instead that the display says all left arms <laughs> everyone's left oh, arm every... <laughs> i mean i think there is a lot of important work that can only be done with two arms um mm-hmm. probably operating a lot of machinery obviously we could adjust and amend machinery to be operated Imagine our productivity. I wonder how much it would ebb with mm-hmm. the sudden elimination of the left arm. A lot. I mean, and also where would we cut the fat? Like our emails might like get shorter or, you know, we accept a sort of shorthand <laughs> uh, for <laughs> for things, you know, like like that would... Well, it would be it would <laughs> be mean, really bizarre, right? Because the magic, the magic would make no one get upset about it, and they would be like, they they would, <laughs> they would think yeah. that you know they've kind of always just had a, a right arm, and but then their homes, like you would have a keyboard which is you know unwieldy. Yeah, you would have your car has the steering wheel and the gear shifter thing, and you know all these devices that are made assuming people have video game arms. controllers you know they just don't yeah. seem quite right you know, what's going on here it. like i can't control this you know my my xbox controller this why do they make it this way it's not ergonomic yeah it would and and we would have a bunch of tools that are very difficult to use the confusion of eating a steak you'd be like, how did i man oh, how I, do i eat this why? Thing? yeah <laughs> 
Um, that's significant. And yeah, the the panic of the lost arm is not there. Um, but the I just feel like there'd be a lot of wrecks on it because I feel like you can drive a car oh. one handed pretty easily, even. Uh, but I just feel like the number of wrecks, especially in the short term, would be astronomical. Like they would just yeah. go up massively. Um, it might even weirdly balance out to you cannot if you have one hand you cannot text and drive so weirdly what if what if the wrecks went down in the long term because no one's even attempting (laughs) to text you know no one's even attempted to be distracted uh well there you go you can save he's trying to save (laughs) save lives (laughs) um yeah but as far as the thought experiment, of course I'm jumping in. Like this is this is massive, a uh, massive uh, re- shifting of societal functionality in ways that mm-hmm. even I mean we just pondered some, but I bet we haven't even scratched the surface. Of, oh well, I know that you're you really love music, and you know this eliminates uh, many instruments, right? That you have to play with two hands. So yeah, the yeah. quality of piano like, music, you know, takes a nosedive. No, no more guitar. Like do you think we gone. do you think we start we look at the guitar and we're baffled why we've made it that way with our two hand <laughs> you know with our one hand one arm and so we just still try to have this p- string plucking instrument i imagine that we would just yeah. revamp it somehow you know i, I don't know i don't know what we'll it would play, look like play one chord and that's right. all <laughs> right uh, um. i just <laughs> it's so strange yeah yeah. All right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I would stop the guy from uh, from eliminating all left arms. That would be. I feel like I'm giving you almost boring answers of yes. No, I'm going to no. fight this guy over all of these, you know. But we'll see. No, no. no. I, I've got some more interesting ones. I have to. Uh, it, it was yeah. Well, all right. Here, maybe maybe this is one. I don't know. All right. Stolen goods. All stolen goods. Anything that's been stolen. Okay, all, I'm just conceptualizing that for a moment. All things that have been stolen that are not in the possession of the rightful owner disappear. Yes. yes. Ooh, okay. I uh, My knee-jerk is to like this, and it's a, it orients toward justice in my by my estimation. Like that button press, pressing orients the world toward a, a more just place. Um and yet the fallout could be, I guess, these sort of Robin Hood scenarios where like like medical equipment st- are saving some kids lives. And, and I would not justify it on, you know, morally on paper by saying, I don't know how often like pirates are going in and stealing medical equipment for needy kids <laughs> or anything, you know, but like. I don't, I don't think that often. <laughs> I, I don't think that often. So I don't think that's worth elevating in my mind i'm trying to think of other good scenarios where people have things they need that were stolen and when i say need i don't mean you know uh i'm not gonna fight very hard on this one i don't think i'm gonna think yay be cautious there are ripple effects you might not have considered but if you've really considered it (laughs) but so i might say something to him in fact i would say something all of these are worth discussing like hey man just want you to know my name's daniel <laughs> i've been i've been in this scenario have you, have you know? heard of the third space podcast did you happen to listen to <laughs> episode number 42 <laughs> and so yeah uh what is the fallout of pressing a button in which all the 
stolen items of the world are gone. Um, because I, mean, I kind of like the the crook not getting their way. But yeah, I mean, of course. On, of course, when they steal something and then sell it, they get their money, and then the person who bought it might not know. So they 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 bought something in good faith. Do you know what I mean? Like that's I think that's right. the order of operations that things tend to be. Uh, so a lot of items that you bought in good faith might disappear. It'd be weird to see what you disappeared of yours, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and be like, oh, yeah. I didn't realize these. Yeah. Yeah, so. I think so. The the magic helps us out and papers over, you know, a lot of things, right? Like if if your phonograph, unbeknownst <laughs> to you, had been stolen uh, before not, you bu- before yeah. you bought it, and then it disappears, the magic wouldn't. You know, it wouldn't make you go, whoa, where did my phonograph go? Right, but right. It, it would just I didn't not lose something. Yeah, it would just not be there and, you know, whatever. And so I think that would be, you know, if that panic was there, that might be reason not, what? you know, the chaos would be. But that pan- that's not there. Where I would get a little bit uncertain is, like, there are a lot of, there are things being eliminated from reality, right? And I don't know what all has been stolen, is there anything of value? Like, do we, like, even though these products, these items have been stolen, they are still, you know, useful. They, they're contributing to our economy or our, you know, our well being in some fashion. Uh, um, imagine is, is an auto okay shop to... and I go to them and I buy a catalytic converter for my car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's gone all of a sudden as I'm driving along or whatever. Yeah. Right, that kind of thing could happen. Um, at the same time, I agree with your, you know, your kind of gut reaction. Like, okay, well, now these uh, thieves are going to get their comeuppance in a way. Like, all of their stock is going to disappear, and mm, it does orient the world towards justice. I'm not going to fight too hard for this one either. In fact, if I'm feeling a little spicy, I'm going to let him do it. <laughs> Yeah, you know I think so. oh, I'm gonna let him press it. I want to see what happens there. I do. I want to see. I, I'm curious. Like, yeah, let's figure this out. Let's see what happens. Worst case scenario, some people, you know, yeah, it, it's going to screw over some thieves and some people who have benefited from thieves. Because part of me even says, like, I don't know that I've bought stolen goods on purpose ever, but. If someone's like, "Hey, man, I got a pair of AirPods for twenty-five bucks or fifty bucks," it's like, you're you're participating in something sketchy, and you can pretend to not know or or whatever, but you might know. So if you're losing those AirPods, good, fine, fine, yeah. you know. Right. Yeah. So yeah, all right, uh, let uh, him press the, it. All right, nice. Uh, this one ought to be easy, I think. Cheese, all cheese gone oh death be upon this man you've got to stop you've got to stop him um no but in all seriousness this is an interesting example because it's a preference the world could exist without cheese but i am going to think of all the cheese farmers or whatever you know mm-hmm. yeah. with, with their cheese plants cheese and trees. whatever they're pulling yeah. cheese trees and but but the industries of cheese don't deserve to be put out of business. But also, my personal preference is weighs heavy. Like this is my favorite uh, singular food I, uh, category, maybe. Um, and he's he has no right. You cannot you cannot do this. Um, 
you know, I, I've got to, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm the him. cheese king. I've got to stop him. I've got to <laughs> stop him. Uh, when you actually ask, though, is it worth risking my individual life if the stakes were that high? Um, even then, the answer is almost a yes, because there's probably, I'm just picturing. Wow, you really love is, cheese. Well, is the cheese a a, 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 mil, a billion dollar? I'd like to know how much is the cheese I mean, industry. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's billion dollars. Quite a couple billion. But but I don't want to risk my life just for some dollar signs. But but the the families, the the sheer amount of families that need the income. Or but anyway, if it's not, let's take that off the table. He's, he's not threatening my life for cheese. He's just really wanting to press the button, and I might have to get violent. I'm getting violent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I yeah. I think well. All right. So it's all existing cheese is gone. That's not. It's not the possibility of cheese continuing to be made. I mean, cheese is a product of dairy. Uh, and the cow, that's a good point. Cows, I forgot about that. The cows aren't being eliminated. So you're saying and all so, these family uh, cheese farms go? They wake up and go, "Oh my God!" They're they're kind of like, even though you're okay. Look, I get that it's not a surprise, magic factor. They just go, "Well, our." crop yield stock. wasn't good today you know yeah. or, or we're in panic mode not because of the disappearance but because we are at zero and we used to we we were used to not being at that level we better step up our production and they they'd have to tighten the belt for a bit but they probably wouldn't be completely and utterly wrecked for their entirety of their lives and they're not having to shift right. to another skill set or whatever right 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 okay yeah and like you know, like I was also thinking, you know, there are cultural dishes that are made with cheese and they would be impossible to make. But the cheese is the idea of cheese isn't gone. So those would just be made again. It would be a big inconvenience. We'd be losing a lot of calories from the world market. But cheese is about isn't six a safe... months where like cheese is this uh, oh, yeah. really expensive, yes. you know, yeah, yeah. and everyone really loved wants cheese for a while, you know, because they yep. can't have it. Um, right so it would be it's not so bad it's not yeah. so bad i would probably like i would i would try to convince the guy to stop i would f grab his arm you know and like try to prevent him from pressing the button i might get to like the wrestle level but you know if if we're getting to like punching each other in the face i'm gonna be like, all right man fine just press the button and get rid of the cheese <laughs> bastard like I think that's kind of where, you know, where I would, uh, where I would stop. Like I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't kill this guy to save cheese. I don't yes, think. I gotta agree with you. I forgot that it wasn't like cheese gone forever kind of thing. So with the fact that we are just gonna experience a massive cheese shortage for, you know, half a year, we can we can do that as a society. Uh, but this is one individual, so yeah, I'm willing to like bring on some violent or like i would even uh, yeah, throw some punches but i wouldn't get like life or death about it uh yeah all right how about this one this one was present in the last episode and you did not press the button for it typos all the typos that currently exist the misspelled words all the everything throughout history and all books and digital places and everything that are that are misspelled and messed up He's he wants to press the button, but do you stop him from pressing the button to preserve all of those? 
wonderful titles. I'm trying to remember the, the all that we discussed, but like, first of all, there I'm interested in what happens if he does press the button. So there is some just curiosity. Um, I don't think we're you'd be hard pressed to convince me that there's a life or death scenarios uh, mm-hmm. in this. Um, although there could be fights and miscommunications or the sense of justice of if you made a mistake and you didn't catch it, you should pay that price. And we're, we're, we're saving some people that don't need to be saved, I guess is the, if he's really wanting to press it and I'm saying, I don't, I'm not going to put too much of a fight up because I'm just curious what happens. What let, can you refresh my memory on what you recall? Like, what's your take on, like, yeah, what, yeah, what's your take? I mean, we, we, we said previously that knee jerk seems like it would be a good thing, right, to make all of our writings pristine. But yes, I, I argued that there's some information uh, held in typos that it's actually history, right? We, it would be strange for all the writings of humanity up to you know, October of 2023 to be pristine. And then all of a sudden we seemingly get really dumb and start having typos present <laughs> yeah. everywhere. And so there's actually something valuable in seeing the mistakes of our past, even looking at your own writing and seeing, you know, that you misspelled things when you were younger, you know, in high school or whatever is valuable to see how you've grown. And that's the, that's the benefit of typos. <laughs> There really is. I mean, I recall, I think it was the word hilarious that either you or I would yeah. misspell. And and, yeah. and so, and this is, we were like 17 or so, like online, typing the word, that's hilarious, H-A-L, I think. Right, ha ha ha, hilarious. And, and I think of young people and their misspellings as being so like, are you kidding me? How do you not know this? And here's a, a good reminder, like, hey, I was in the same shoes, you know, not any different. So... But, like, also, yes, it's a historical record, and I like that this stuff, and there's probably collectibles and interesting moments of typos and famous documents and all of that, too, that are either charming or or revealing in some way or another. So, yeah, there's some lost lessons and stuff. Um, I'd also like to see how the correction of those things, I guess because of the magic principle, people aren't the relationships don't shift. It's just that if you went back and looked, it would all be cleaned up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But the ideas themselves are not polished. Just the communication of those ideas are corrected. So if it's a poorly communicated idea, it it remains intact. So if this guy's hell bent on it, um, I, I'd say, Hey, I disagree with you, but I could be wrong here. So I just kind of lean toward not pressing the button. But if someone else is like going to do it and they're in control, I'm not going to exert my will to stop them. Yeah, I think I agree. This is like it was a border case initially. But yeah, I don't think I care enough to you know punch this guy to stop him to save typos. Yeah. So you'd um, argue with them, but you'd just leave it at that. Yeah, I, you know, I, yeah, I don't even think. You know, I think a lot of people might even disagree with my argument and think, eh, it's not that big of a deal. I just and don't so, think it's that big of a deal. Even though you've convinced me enough it's not, to I don't let think it's the that, world be, you know. Yeah, I don't think it's yeah. that big of a deal either. But, you know, it's enough that if I were holding the button, it would influence my decision. But yeah, barely. So. <laughs> yeah.
Okay. Uh, marijuana. The old Mary Jo. This one's interesting because I'm fairly, like, I don't think it's that harmful on the scale of bad things for you. You know, things that make you not sober. I You could even argue that it's in the good end of of a negative i'm gonna put uh, let me back up i think sobriety is some is something to be uh holy in one's life that we ought Mm -hmm. to be clear and lucid i also think it's perfectly fine to indulge in escapism the same way you watch dumb television or you time wasters or just to escape so a night of drinking or or smoking and like at least my understanding of the literature, I'm not some scholar in, in drugs and their effects, but that, that marijuana is one of the least harmful uh, in terms of, of, well, I guess by almost all metrics. However, p- putting stuff in your lungs is just inherently not going to be that healthy. So let's just assume for a moment that I, my understanding of that is correct, um, that it's a an escape it. But like, but then there's the reality of people who smoke frequently and all the time and these sort of long-term heavy smokers that does affect things. It, like I think that there are studies that suggest, you know, mm-hmm. de- it can lead to depression and stuff like that. Um, but then there's, so, yeah, yeah. Psychological I mean, addiction. Yeah, psychological addiction and stuff. And then there are those that might, uh, I don't know, uh, like use it, to sort of as a sort of medicinal uh, medicinal qualities for sure so there's like there's good and bad and and like my personal take is it's probably like it can interfere It, it certainly does interfere in people's lives and i have no doubt that there's people that it helps as well and I, I think it can even be true for the same person i think it can both interfere with someone and help them and that's why it's complicated um um so i'm curious about what the removal would be like uh i'm tempted to believe that the the person the people who seek out substances and not being sober might just continue like fill let's say they were a pothead that they would just fill they would just go to the next thing uh, and I don't know if that's a good argument or not, but if that's your personality mm-hmm. where you want, you just kind of are self-medicating and don't want to be sober and you were to eliminate marijuana, well, they might just go to something else. And that something else I think could be more harmful given that it's on the better end of things not good for you. <laughs> um, and so I, I suspect eliminating it on a personal level, it could be. I, 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 my inclination is to believe it would be a bad thing. Uh, mm. That that those who depend on it would just turn to something a little harder or a little more harmful in some way. Um, because I, I get that they wouldn't just say, "Oh no, my thing is gone." So I just gonna, think you're gonna you're gonna fight this guy to save marijuana. I I think so. Um, All right. I, I think, think we finally. I, I think I think we found one that we we disagree on. I think I'm going to let him press it. Uh, I th- 
I just want to, I think we're in the middle culturally of exploring the benefits, but I don't, but like, I think we're way overestimating the, the benefits right now. Culturally, the conversation is so pro marijuana. Yes. So I want to be yes. clear that like, I think we're absolutely exaggerating the benefits, but I don't think I, that yeah. we're, I don't think it's a complete lie. I just think it's just way overemphasized. Um, right. Right. But, but I don't. But I guess what's convincing me in my mind is that the the people are, that that want to to do things to make them not sober are gonna like like if you could replace your 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 binge drinking weekends with getting really high on the weekends, I think that'd be a an improvement holistically. I think uh, at least that's you're how probably I right. And so yeah, uh, yeah. So I just like don't want to eliminate the better of the one of the best of the intoxicating options for people so yeah i think i, I think i would get involved uh so, I, yeah. I would i would let him press it because i think like it's not it's not an it's not a totally clear case but in the same way that eliminating stolen goods orients the world more towards justice eliminating marijuana orients the world more towards sobriety eliminating the stolen goods it might That's make some point. thieves it might make some thieves mad and they would go out immediately steal a bunch to replenish their stocks or, or whatever. And that's analogous to the people who, you know, without, without their uh, doobies would, you know, go get some crack or something. And that's, you know, that's worse. <laughs> but I think on the whole, it would just, you know, the magic principle would, uh, would make people not really understand what they're missing. It would just make their lives better better because they they no longer have this vice that they're indulging in um and so yeah i don't know it's yeah how much do i buy the idea that my that like one vice will be replaced by another vice it's like uh maybe that's not the strongest argument like i mean it makes a sort of logical sense but if you eliminate a vice there's a chance that that it's just, just gone that it is just gone i mean opportunity is part of well you know, and the, also yeah. people I think a lot of people are willing to, you know, get high because they have the impression that it's not that dangerous and it's not as bad as alcohol and and so and it's even legal in some states and jurisdictions and so on. And so therefore the, you know, when they weigh up the costs and benefits for themselves, they say, "Oh, well the costs aren't that bad, so I'll, I'll do it." I don't necessarily think that that calculus holds if marijuana is eliminated from reality, but they go, "Ah, oh, maybe I want to do some cocaine." Like I don't you know, I don't think that the the math holds up exactly the same way. Like it's it's more it's still illegal everywhere, pretty much, and more dangerous. And people would factor that into their calculation. So I don't think they necessarily transfer over. Uh, and then I also think too, you know, even though it is becoming more widely marijuana, it's becoming more widely accepted. There's still illicit drug trade. There's drug dealers and sale, sales and smuggling and all of that stuff. And that would be gone. You know, it would, it would be eliminating that stuff as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm, you, I'm, letting, I'm letting him press it. Do you have any, because it's kind of a side note, but like in your beliefs, if, if like you're trying to run a society um, and you want it to be oriented toward justice and, you know, eliminate some things that are uh, like, like do you and you want to honor freedom kind of thing so like is there some conflict in your spirit about like should a society 
say legalize marijuana like could you potentially mm-hmm. believe in legalizing marijuana but also wanting to press that button kind of thing you know sure yeah well so there's a libertarian sort of argument that you know people should have the right to you know harm themselves or do drugs or whatever it, go- it goes to an extreme i think portugal i think i'm right in that portugal basically has made all illicit drugs uh legal including like heroin and stuff um you have to fact check me on that but like that that's like i think there's an argument to be made from a libertarian perspective and i think at one time i kind of held that perspective but now i don't think i do anymore i think that um drugs even drugs like marijuana can be dangerous they can be psychologically addictive and if we if we believe uh that that doing drugs can uh, remove people's will. Um, you know, they, they no longer have the ability to make the best decisions for themselves. Then I think it's okay to, to restrict that kind of thing. So would you so, be, would, would the prohibition of alcohol be like something to actually consider as a society and say, look, it clearly it is addictive. It's ruined so absolutely. many lives. I, I mean, yeah. I, I agree with you when you say that, you know, is it worse to have a binge drinking weekend or a getting high weekend Binge drinking is worse. Alcohol is more detrimental to your health and has worse knock-on effects. It's something ridiculous like over 50% of rapes and murders are, you know, alcohol is involved in those. Um, And, you know, alcoholism is certainly more damaging to people physically than is, you know, repeated marijuana use. Um, is, is it so just alcohol, a simple cats out of the bag kind of thing and that prohibition that's, yeah, that's, doesn't work very yeah, well we've already there, tried that so. that's right there's no there's no going back like we've we've made alcohol a cultural institution and it's widely available and there's just no there's no going back from that and unfortunately because that precedent has been set now people are going well marijuana is not as bad so we can legalize that too and but i don't think that's adequate justification it, just because we messed up somewhere else doesn't mean we need to mess up all the slightly less the, the other areas that maybe maybe we currently have correct, but we could, we should just mess it up too because we messed up on a bigger issue somewhere else. Right, it's poorly worded, but yeah. Yes, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I just right. don't. I don't have I don't have settled ideas about drugs and where and their role in society and where I think we should stop or allow. I just. Man, I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm very unsettled in that area. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, like you, you make a good point about like uh, medicinal benefits and CBD oil, and there are some positives um, that come from marijuana, but I think the negatives outweigh that. And so I'm going to let him, I'm going to let it press the button. Yeah. Um, I've got a number of them left, but we are going a little long. So I'm going to try to narrow these down and pick maybe two more, two or three Let's do more. It. And then we'll try to wrap up. Let's get it to three and I'll try and be a more succinct in my answer. Uh, let's see, which ones do I pick from these? Uh, or, you know, why don't we just try to ra- rapid fire them? Okay, um, let's rapid fire them. If you find one particularly interesting, then we can dig in a little bit, but let's just try to rapid fire these things. Um, all weapons inside the North Korean border. <laughs> inside the north korean border um I, my inclination is to just say yeah they they're such a pain in the ass um 
you know, there are some like, well, maybe I want them to have some weapons to rebel. Like, cause like there's gotta be people in there wanting to rebel, but overall them being weaponless and them being just obscure instead of, a uh, like let, let them press the button. Like, let's see what happens. Cause it isn't going to be that bad for internationally. And it, it might hurt a few people that are already living in hell. So what is their hell minus a few guns? Um, so yeah, we need we need them to not have stuff. Yeah, press it, press it, buddy. Yeah, if uh, if all the weapons in North Korea were eliminated, then maybe the countries against North Korea, namely South Korea, might attack North Korea and it might start a war. But it would be a war that's over pretty quick if they had no weapons. But maybe China would get involved. Anyway, there's some geopolitics that might get kicked off. But ultimately, I agree with you. North Korea is basically the pariah of the world. They also have a lot of arms, and to eliminate those would be a benefit. So I'm letting him. I'm letting him press it. I'm willing to see what happens. Yep. Um, all garbage in landfills. Ooh. I mean, I get that there's some industry there, um, but it would just be eliminated, and so those, and we still have garbage coming about, and so for them to be emptied and we be rid, I think this is a net positive. Probably very clearly a net positive. So I would encourage him like to press it is is what I think. Like, what is the downfall of like emptying those out, but still having those institutions in place and still having more garbage to come? This is going to be a great relief. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I couldn't think of many reasons to save the garbage, um, except that like maybe in the distant future, you know, our you know, it is mass we're eliminating from the earth. Maybe it gets compressed like fossils and turned into fuel or something. I don't know. I couldn't come up with anything. I definitely think this is a positive to eliminate. So I'd let him, I'd definitely let him press it. Yeah. Um, all Qurans, the, uh, the holy book of Islam. Ooh. I mean, we should treat a sacred text for a culture with some degree of I mean, like seriousness um, I haven't read the Quran so I don't know how many how many like wis- how much wisdom does it contain you know if the idea of religions are sort of distilled wisdom but also hard to ignore some of the the extremism that has come out of 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 this particular religion uh and i don't think i think we're so far absent okay let's just say let's just say it's not a debate and that there is just a lot of extremism in in islam um like islamic fundamentalism but they like mm-hmm. there's a lot of arguments that those cases are just bastardized distortions of the text and then there's the debate of whether or not it's taken directly from the text. If it's gone all of a sudden, I think that the, I think this is an example of humanity being corrupt anyway, uh, and that they're going to exercise their corruption and justify it however they want anyway. I don't think it's really the text. It's, it's giving them some form of permission and giving them some form of power, but I think that they're already going to, they're going to remain in power whether the text is there or not. So I think the elimination of the text doesn't mean all of a sudden, you know, this, all of these extremist groups are like in chaos. No, they're going to operate just the same. I think eliminating it does actually very little. Um, so, but I also don't think, 
like like I guess I'm just indifferent toward the elimination of it. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of the collective bodies that, that people already have the sort of allegories, the people that follow the religion and stuff. And I, mm -hmm. I think the idea of Allah doesn't go away with the elimination of the text overnight. They're just like, oh, wait, where did I get these ideas? And, you know. Right. Um, Some, someone in all the billions of, of Muslims would start writing down their ideas and verses that they've memorized. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and the book would probably be reconstituted, not perfectly, but... The ideas would be would they preserved. be seen as a prophet? Whoever's kind of like, oh, where did I get these ideas? I have them though, or do they hmm. like? I guess I don't know. Would they be? Magic. Would they, they be a modern prophet? And would they be? Uh, anyway? Probably not. I don't think so. I think the magic. Well, I don't know how it will work. We would we would we would have to get into the weeds on the magic. I think. <laughs> so uh, without getting into those weeds, I think I'm largely indifferent. So I would not press the the button myself. If the guy was hell bent on it, I'd say. I don't think this does anything hardly at all. Um, mm. And he, so I'd be, like not put up much of a fight, but not because of, yeah, I just, just because I think it's sort of like pressing it and nothing happening would be my guess. Would, would you do the same? Would your response be the same if it was Bibles? I think so. Um, uh, give me a second to think that through. Um because all the good, the bad, the ugly, the the great, uh, I think. I don't. I don't think the knowledge of the text goes away with the pressing of the button. Just the copies disappear, but it does get reconstituted, and I don't think those who are deeply and devout and religious and are doing much different with it. Like I think the good are still doing good, the bad are still doing bad. So. Uh, yeah, I just don't think much changes. Yeah, I don't know what would... Uh, what about you? Do you think much changes? Do you think... Um, I mean, I th my gut reaction is that it's worth it to intervene. Yeah, yeah, uh, well... I mean, this is history. There's history there. These are these two are of the most... There's some priceless artifacts. You know, imagine like the Gutenberg Bible and stuff. Um and, you maybe know, maybe you're sure, right. I'm sure Just saying these, I'm sure there, these there's is... a, there's an equivalent Quran. You know, there's some you know really ancient one that they have or something. And while it can be reconstituted, the ideas can be preserved. Yes, that's the important thing. But I think there's some utility. Imagine you know the Bibles or Qurans or whatever that have been distributed to tribal people or people who are on the verge, the fringes of their religion or whatever, like those are going to be eliminated. And I don't know. I think it's worth fighting the guy over. Um, would I kill him for it? Mm, probably not, but, but I would fight him for it. I guess you're just right. Like these are, these are texts that are meaningful to so many people. You should not eliminate these texts. Don't eliminate them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, um bees where did i read that like bees and their their sort of patterns can have massive ripple effects because and that that might happen because of their search for pollen or something so i have this inflated idea of the importance of their role in in our ecosystem um yeah don't eliminate bees like we need honey and pollination guy. and their legs and like how they is it part of the they're like spreading the seed as they're pollinating or all this like 
yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta you gotta stop this. Like, yeah, no, I, I would definitely stop this guy because then my name would be in it, and that just doesn't sound nearly. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, I I think I ultimately agree with you. I've heard the same thing that bees are like vital and if bees were gone then we all die. I think that's probably exaggerated. There are other pollinators. So I kind of think that's propaganda. But at the same time, they are valuable. So I, I think I would fight the guy for, for bees. Even though I personally am not I'm not fond of bees. <laughs> well, Glitter. Good. Take him one for the team. Glitter, press press Glitter. the button, man. Press, press it. it. I don't I'm, need it. I'm ta- I'm tackling the guy. And then taking the button and pressing it, just in case he were to change his mind. <laughs> yeah, what? What? We don't need it, you know. I've heard that these. It's weird. I heard this random fact that like there are no, the glitter companies are actually just shredding. They're they're shredding materials first. Like they are. They're a company based on shredding material. That's just what they mm-hmm. do. Is that? And then glitter's like their side gig <laughs> anyway, because they have all this shredded Gosh. stuff. Because <laughs> it's not like they're taking sheets and of whatever right. shredding them up and then no no no, they're just like buy they're like charging they're people to waste. take stuff off yeah yeah and then they're turning yeah. it into glitter so they're like it's it's a nice recycling thing but screw you because it's recycled into something that's damaging us all horrible absolutely yeah. horrible one of the worst things because like the, exists, the only thing so. you could say is you're robbing kids of some prod projects like nah they'll be fine with their macaroni and their popsicle sticks they'll be fine I mean, this is, is just, the kind of thing. No. This is the kind of thing where if the if this guy was the guardian of the elimination button and his only job was to prevent people from pressing it, I would fight him to press the button. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Glitter is one of your enemies, you know. Oh yeah, the glitter cyclists. Like these are two, you know, two of the <laughs> ultimate evils. Pickles, mustard, uh, glitters, right. and glitters. Mustard, pickles, of course. Yeah, right. Those are the four. Those are like the four horsemen of, of Bennett's uh, existence. Um, the the music of Third Eye Blind. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I really like Third Eye Blind. <laughs> Why does he want to press that button so bad? He's um, just curious. He's just curious of what that actually means. No, you're not pressing he, that he, button, man. He likes uh he likes um what's that other band? Three that, Doors uh, Down. Rival... Is that Maybe, what it's called? Th- that, three Doors Down. Is that their rival band? Three Doors yeah, Down. Yeah, I think so. It's three AM and I must be lonely. <laughs> Whoever sings that. Yeah. Right. I don't know if Three Doors Down is the name of them or not. Um No, you're not so pressing you're, the button, uh, and I'm stopping him. And so yeah. Did I Yeah. Yeah. I think uh <laughs> well that doesn't surprise me. I would say, oh, you really? Come on, man. My friend really likes Third Eye Blind. Please don't press it. And that, that's about the extent. That's as far as I go. <laughs> I mean, I mean, how I like so... I like Third Eye Blind too. I there a few of their songs are on my five star playlist. They're core to nineties, nineties pop music. Other than that, they they haven't been very relevant. But I like their music as they continue. And he shouldn't. There, there's a lot of joy in fans. I'd, I'd fight a guy for for all of Third Eye Blind's <laughs> fandom and music, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Um, all recordings of borders between countries. Oh man, I think the chaos that could ensue, even if they just because all these wars that led to this agreement, you've now undone, and so yeah, the next day people aren't going to be like, wait, where my? Bo-? They would just go. 
all the friction would instantly come back. I think like not instantly, but within days, I think you'd be like, Hey, I'm building this here. No, you're not like, wait a second. How do we know? And then you have to fight again and to reestablish all the borders of the world, all the bloodshed that would come from that. Like this is a huge deal and like you have to stop it. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Nuclear warheads. I like the idea of this not being here. Like, I kind of my knee jerk is press the button. Like, I don't, I don't want humanity to have a self destruct button essentially. Uh, and and you know, like it's it. it, it, it uh, have we created weapons too powerful? And and let's just let's just say for a second that that is nuclear warheads are like just a little too powerful. And it's uncomfortable that they exist. It's uncomfortable that we can destroy ourselves. It seems obvious that the most likely way we would end as a species would be some sort of friction in which we just just screw it and destroy ourselves. I mean, yes, there's like pandemic and stuff like that, but that's at least us versus nature and we would try to overcome it and we'd all rally Mm -hmm. um, versus like this is just like petty school. No, I shouldn't say like schoolyard stuff, but it is if you're just like, I'll destroy you if you destroy me, this sort of mutually assured destruction and we all die. Like I don't like us being able to follow through on that promise. We have the capacity to. And removing that is a, seems to be good. If you're doing it, like it's kind of like saying if you could go back and like not have guns, I just don't know what that would do. That that one would be a tougher question, but nu- these mega guns is essentially, you know, like nuclear warheads. Like, yeah, I, I kind of want them gone. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I'd yeah, fight I, too much on him pressing that. Yeah, I, I agree with you for different reasons, I think. So, you know, this is currently existing nuclear warheads. It's not Oh, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. The... It doesn't mean that future ones can't be made. We still have the technology and the knowledge. However, essentially, what this does is it brings us all back to the same starting point. Like you know, historically, you know, like uh, Russia has the most nuclear warheads, and, and I think the United States has the second most, and then there are some others that are far, far behind us. And if we think about who is now best positioned to replenish their stock, well, certainly us right us more than russia and so by wiping the slate clean we you know as an american it it increases our uh advantage it's it's yeah it's an advantage it's an advantage yeah it's an international Uh, advantage for the united states yeah Um, i kind of answered that i think question poorly given that yeah you're right it's not like i keep forgetting that the future everything kind of holds knowledge wise so yeah, for the same yeah. reasons you said then, like still just press it then. I mean, if go, it was eliminating the, if it was eliminating the capacity or the knowledge of uh nuclear fission, well then I would not then I would fight him to not press the button because, you know, nuclear power I think is our best chance for energy production in the future. Um and but but you know you can't have one without the other. Unfortunately, if if you have the that's what I was going to ask. You know, yeah. But, if you have the yeah. ability to generate electricity, then you know how it works, and you can make a bomb from it. So, um. all right, last one: elimination buttons. Oh. All elimination <laughs> buttons are eliminated. Um. Yeah, 
Yeah, let's let's eliminate those elimination buttons. Let's get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, because there's just too much, too many variables. We're too stupid to really understand the ripple effects. You know, the spider effect could like for anything. Uh, and so let's it's just like, I think time travel was invented and then destroyed, kind of thing. Um, yeah, yeah, that's you know. your conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah, because like um, we realized how bad it was, or like how detrimental, and how this is not going to do anything good for us. So we, we, and we had to, and so humanity has been saved. And same with the elimination buttons. Think, think about this though. If you could, if, if this was the only elimination button in, in existence, it holds immense moral power um, for for good and bad. And if you could fight this guy and take possession of the elimination button, then you guarantee you, you have control of that immense moral power. You could yeah. choose not to use it or you could choose to use it for good. Conceivably, you could do something great like eliminate, you know, mosquitoes or whatever. All, you know, you could you could <laughs> use it as a great force for good. And all you have to do is fight this guy for it. I don't – I this might – this might trigger like Bennett's disgust factor. I don't know, but like I don't want that moral weight. I'm not. I don't like the idea of being in control, like, like making decisions, moral decisions that, that have implications for all of humanity. Because I just don't feel like I'm not confident enough in my morality to make a decision for all of humanity or I'm, or I'm just simply, maybe it's not that I'm not confident. I'm just simply not smart enough to, to compute those ripple effects accurately. Like my, my single brain can't do it. Um, and maybe there are single brains that can. Surely though, there, there is something, I mean, you've taken in our conversations in our episodes about the elimination, button. you've taken the stance that you would press it sometimes and so, like, surely, you know, this has the capability you shake it like a magic eight ball and a new thing pops up. You don't, you're not forced to press the button at each time. If you were in possession of this button, you could just shake it until there was one you were pretty confident in. Yeah. Oh, man. I hate it so, I hate the existence so much, though. Like, because then I... <laughs> yeah, you would rather, like, you would rather things just take their course. Yeah, but I don't want to do it, Bennett. <laughs> like, leave me alone, you know? Like, I don't want to make decisions for humanity. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard. To, it's hard to be a hero. Yeah, I am. I saying that? Am I basically saying I don't want to be a hero? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying, but am, am I saying anything too ridiculous to you, or do you kind of see where no, I'm coming no, from? No, no, no. I mean, I I certainly understand. Like, it's a like you said at the very beginning, it's a burden. Uh, it is to, a to massive have, burden. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a huge. It's a huge burden, and so it calls your convictions into question. Yeah. I'm weak, but there's man. so much opportunity. There's so much opportunity <laughs> there for for good, so it's very tempting, intentionally so. It's it's just like it's so tempting. It's like yeah, how much do you want to play God? Is sort of where it gets to me in my brain. I'm like I don't want to. I don't want to play God. I I'm I'm not God, <laughs> you know. So. Yeah. That's it. That's the end. That's okay. all the ones that I thought of. Did you like? Uh, did you like the twist? Did you did the twist make it more interesting or more annoyingly complex? I both. <laughs> yeah, I think so I, too. I liked, yeah, yeah. I mean, like this guy, like, and how much he's threatening. Whatever. I don't know. I, I liked that there was a diffusion of the responsibility. Um, that's an interest. Like, it was worth exploring for sure. Yeah. All right. 
Do 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 do. The end. Bye. Eliminated. Eliminate.